0: (laughs) look do do i even remember what the intro is not really i can do it
1: yeah okay okay
0: okay
2: you ready yeah yeah welcome back to attack of the queer wolf i'm michael i'm nay i'm
0: brennan Hey.
2: Hey. (laughs) (laughs) i love that we literally had a discussion right before that was like what's our show opener who <laughs> knows? One sentence. Right? It's one sentence. what What's our What's our show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what, is is show? what is anything?
1: What is anything? What is
2: anything? Um. So we're just here. Hi, listeners. Hey. If yeah. there's any still out there. <laughs> you know. But we're here. We We decided we wanted to do an episode, and. We are really happy to be back, and who knows yeah. when we'll be back again, if ever, but we might do, <laughs> we talked about this, um, just to give you all a heads up, we might do this from time to time with the three of us still keep in touch with each other pretty regularly. May and I are especially very close, so we talk every day, and this is how that kind of happened. May texted me one day and was like, I want to do an episode, and I was like, I kind of do too, so then
0: we talked again. <laughs> And I was like, I'm always uh, like, my, yes. my, my microphone literally <laughs> sits on my desk <laughs> gathering dust. And I'm like, I'm ready. And then um, we
2: decided that we will do these whenever we damn well feel like it. So you yeah. might get random sporadic episode drops. And I'm really excited that we're not, we didn't tell any of you that we were dropping this episode. So um,
0: yeah. yeah. And yeah, this, this is not a relaunch of Attack of the Queer Wolf. Um, and you may have noticed a dip in audio quality because um, <laughs> <laughs> while, we, while we love Ernie, this is not a professional or official kind of thing at all. Um, think of it as more like, you know, when a BBC show that you love has ended and then they show up <laughs> randomly. Um, it's like Ab Fab.
3: Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> is our, our, our Valentine's Day
0: special episode.
3: It is. Yes.
2: Yes. Considering that, yeah. like, I hate Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it was, it, it was, we it was a good one to use. Though. Yeah, it was like a good... It was like, I yeah. kind of
1: love it. I kind of love it. I know it's corny and like made up, but everything is made up and most things suck. So, yeah, you
2: yeah, might as well find
0: joy it. where you can.
2: I should say, I should say, that. I don't <laughs> hate it. We just don't really celebrate it. <sighs> I
1: hear you. I hear
3: you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, um shit what was I gonna say well I mean that's actually a point I feel like my memory is completely destroyed these days I'm like don't ask me what day it is don't ask me what I did yesterday I can't remember what yesterday was and I can't tell if I have just already had COVID and I have COVID brain or if I just have stressed out pandemic brain or both um so I have no idea what I was gonna say but. Yeah, well, I mean, the
2: COVID green thing is true, because once we found out those tests were just so bad that LA County was using, yes. they, like, I'm, like, convinced, not convinced, but I'm, like, maybe I had it, because I remember being sick, and, like, it was false negatives, too, right? Like, it was, like, 60% of negatives yes. were false.
3: Yes. <laughs> That's
2: oh so my God. high! Yes. That is so high! This whole thing is ridiculous. Uh Anyway, yes. I don't know what I was going to say either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Someone's>... recording live <laughs> from Someone... the epicenter of the pandemic.
2: <laughs> yes, seriously. Someone said to me yesterday when I was walking Scooby, my beautiful Bubba was like, Are you having a good weekend? And I'm like, When? Ew, why are you talking <laughs> like, to me? When? 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 What weekend? Like, everything just runs together anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. No, and yeah. We- we are literally recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, um, which is yeah, which is I didn't awesome. Realize was didn't even watch a second till about a day and a half
2: ago. Yeah, I didn't even watch a second of it.
1: Yeah, no, fuck the NFL.
2: Yeah, sure. agreed.
1: Um, yep. Fuck, I really don't. Re- I just keep constantly forgetting what I'm going to say, though. <laughs> it has been months since we recorded an episode. Um and so it's just it feels like so much has happened in the world, considering that every single day a major historical event occurs. And so it's like, wow, so much has has come to pass since we last gathered. When
2: was our last episode? What was it?
0: It was um, May 21st, 2020, we did the bubble. Okay,
1: wow. Oh, oh, wow. wow. Okay,
0: Brandon. I Look, I, I came with the receipts because I was curious. <laughs> so I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah,
2: I should have done that. I should have done that. That's and hilarious.
1: Like,
0: we never talked about, like...
2: I mean, I kind of am like, feeling like this is like a good chance to just bring up any shit we want to talk about, too. Because we never, like, got to really talk to anybody about, like, not even what happened because we're so far removed from what happened at Sin State. Like, we had no mm-hmm. contact with those people whatsoever.
0: Yeah, uh, but um, we... We didn't really officially end the show, and for that, well, I'm sorry. What, everybody. Yeah, and, um, you know, we
2: didn't know what was going on, and we knew we wanted to be fucking far away from that place as quickly as possible once we caught wind of everything that was going on. Um, so that's why you haven't heard from us in a really long time. Um, you
0: know, that, and I, I don't know if you've heard, but, you know, 2020 was hard. Yeah. Um and just literally trying to accomplish anything like I didn't watch a movie for a month, and that is not, not really? like
3: <laughs> yeah no that this way. was
0: like in may, um wow. so I've kind of gotten back on the horse, but just like you know the, the 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 mental health the headspace was not there for i mean I can only speak for myself, but you know you know
2: <laughs> now I had a script due during the pandemic during the first part of the pandemic, and I started writing it, and like. March, <laughs> <laughs> and like it was due, and like I had to do it, and I, like looking back on it, I don't remember doing half of it because I think the first half of it was in a fog. Um, but trust me, the movie is going to be really good because once I had, <laughs> <laughs> once once I went back and did the rewrites and stuff, um, and I had a really good producer. Um,
0: you, you cut the subplot about the sourdough starter. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I had a really good producer, though, guiding me, like, through the summer after that, so it turned out really amazingly, but I remember sitting down and starting it and being like, what the fuck am I even doing? What is this?
1: It was hard. Wow. So, Michael, you you made a movie. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, you had a movie, come out while you've all been gone. Yeah. In addition to whatever else you were working on. Yeah. That was like a cute pandemic treat
0: for oh, everybody. Yes. And and yeah. It was, of, isn't, it, isn't it now available on VOD as of today, the 9th?
2: As of today, February 9th, it is now available to buy on Blu-ray.
0: Oh, that's what it it's, is, sorry.
2: It's been available to buy on digital for the last two weeks, but Brendan, you're correct. It's also available to rent on digital starting today again.
0: Oh, okay, great. Then uh, I and it's I, not I being right.
2: Yeah, and it's not the it's not the uh, nineteen ninety nine price anymore either. It's five ninety nine to rent digitally. Thanks. Um, nice. and I got a copy of the Blu-ray and it's bomb. It looks fucking okay. awesome. Yeah, it looks awesome. The extras are great. Chris does a really good commentary, director's commentary for the movie. So they're really good bonus features. And the Blu-ray is like God do you remember like when Blu-rays first started, they were like hella expensive? Yes. Mm, they're only like twenty three bucks now. And like, I know that's still like a decent amount of money for some people and for a lot of people, especially right now. But like, I feel like they used to be like 50 bucks, didn't they?
0: They used to definitely be prohibitively expensive.
2: Yeah, really expensive. And if you go online, all these different places, like I bought the Get Out Blu-ray the other day for four bucks because it was on special. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll buy Get Out for $4. Um, But yeah, movies
3: so well (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) hold on june and july july so in the past like nine ten months however long (laughs) what have you been watching oh my god (laughs) well
0: while you gather your thoughts i when i when i was putting my notes together i was actually like okay what have i what has been going on since May twenty first, twenty twenty. Um, I did read eighty four books and watch Holy one shit. and watch one hundred and sixteen movies. Although they were not during the month of May, <laughs> you took a month off. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> Damn, Brennan. You know, um, I, I I gotta stay busy. I also did watch the entirety of Freddy's Nightmares for the um charity podcast. Welcome to Primetime. Oh yeah, which I don't recommend. <laughs> slamming Freddy's nightmares. Not, not a good slamming.
3: Nightmare.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a chore. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a chore. Um, I'm
2: sorry, but that was really nice of you to do for charity.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was for COVID-19 relief, and then once that um hit their mark it was for the okra project which was you know helping to feed um black trans people in the us oh that's great Which i recommend continuing to donate even if there's not a podcast you should always be donating to causes that need it especially worthy ones like them um but also what else okay uh two things i want to bring up specifically um with my boyfriend ben i have been doing a marathon of the godzilla movies um of which as of the new one that's coming out in March, there will be 36 of them. Holy shit. Um, the, there is not a... God, I'm, we're halfway through. We're at, we've just watched number 18. Um, and as of the, this point, there is not a Godzilla movie that I wouldn't recommend to someone. They all have some sort of like spark of joy and beauty and wonder Next. to them. So it's it's not a slog like the Children of the Corns or the Freddy's Nightmares or whatever. It's 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 a. I highly recommend it. It it's been such a blast.
1: Okay, you That's love great. a marathon.
2: You do love a marathon. <laughs> are you watching them? Do you know a lot of those are on HBO Max? Have um, so you yes. been watching some of them? Well,
0: uh, a lot of the newer ones I think are. Um, I've been. I mean, I had the. I had the. I got the Criterion box set of the first fifteen. Oh, cool. Um, so that, that covered us for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, HBO
2: Max, I looked today, they have like 12 of them.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of them yeah. are like overlap with that box set. So I haven't yeah. really used HBO Max. You should check it out. should
2: check
0: it out, there. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have HBO Max and you want to watch things, I highly recommend... Okay, um, Abira Horror of the Deep is a good one. That one's like a candy-colored wacky movie. Um, and Oh, we just watched the nineteen ninety one um, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, which is uh, it, for those not in the know, King Ghidorah is a three headed dragon mm-hmm. um, who is one of the coolest characters ever committed to film. It's very fun, you know. You have to be you have to be open minded for like the camp of it all, and if you have to enjoy flaws in special effects. But they they get less and less frequent as the time goes by too. Um, <laughs> one other thing I wanted to mention there is a film that just it didn't premiere but it just I think it just had its US premiere at Sundance it's called two of us um, in the original I've heard French... of this. oh yeah it got, it got nominated for a golden globe actually just like a bunch of movies that totally deserve to be um, totally, <laughs> uh, you know whatever not trying to wander into that conversation but two of us really does deserve to be recognized it was really really cool it's it's a French movie the original title is <laughs> um, oh sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> i accidentally
0: hit something Oh, okay no worries um, um but yeah it's it's um it's about an elderly lesbian couple um who live on like the two apartments on this floor of an apartment complex so basically they one of them is still in the closet to her family and So they pretend to have two different apartments, but the door, like anytime the family's not there, the doors are both open and they had kind of have free access to the whole space, which first of all, sounds like a dream. (laughs) Um, But then there is a medical situation that prevents one of them from being able to see the other, like without like breaking down the ruse. And it could have been an extremely dire and sad french movie about sad lesbians which most french (laughs) movies about lesbians are and it does indulge in that a little bit but it also fucking becomes like parasite plus taken plus whatever as the um the partner who is able-bodied is trying literally everything in her power to to reach her love and it's it's really exciting and it's really exhilarating and it's it's a Sad French movie that also becomes a delight. Um, which is not what I was expecting. And I, I really, really recommend it. I really, really loved it. Awesome. Right. Sounds great. Yeah. Anyway, what have what have what have what have y'all been up to?
1: Oh God. I can't <laughs> believe you were able to encapsulate what you've <laughs> done so well. Seriously,
2: I can't even like tell you. I I can kind of piggyback off you though because I can't tell you, like, a lot of specific stuff I watched, but I can tell you some stuff we watched just because we did a lot of franchise dives. Ooh, okay. So, like, Brian, in the pandemic, he started becoming more of a horror fan when he met me and started watching more horror. But during the pandemic, we've actually, like, we watched all the aliens.
3: Nice. We watched
2: the first three Hellraisers. After Hellraiser (laughs) 3, he's like, we're done. There. Uh, (laughs) um, We did else did we do we did all the friday the 13th so like he made it all the way through and that was really fun because he had seen like i know he had seen one he had definitely seen two and i want to say he had seen three but he had seen them out of order the first three times like the first time he saw all three of them mm-hmm. i think he saw the third one first
0: because we went the way to like it was mid- meant to be seen <laughs>
2: yeah the when we went to like a midnight show in way back And then he's seen two a couple times because two is my favorite, but we started from the beginning and it was so fun watching it with him because got to experience it like through somebody else's eyes. And the thing I loved about it is after every single one, he's like, let's watch another, not like right away, but he'd like, I want to watch the next one. But we did make it through the first nine, but after seven, which is new blood, Mm -hmm that one ended and he goes, I think we could take a break. (laughs) But literally the first six, he's like, let's watch another, let's watch another one soon. Let's, he loved the first six. So like, as most people do, um, and currently we're on the Terminator franchise. Ooh. Yeah. We watched the first three. So like from here on out, it's kind of rough. Um, At least I think so. And then we're also simultaneously doing Child's Play. And we watched Bride of Chucky last night, and he loved it, which made me so happy.
0: He's a a human being with two eyes and a heart, Michael.
2: Right, (laughs) right. He actually said to me after um, Child's Play 3, he said if that's the worst one, like you says it is, he goes, this series is really, really good. Um, Because he didn't dislike 3. He actually thought three was kind of enjoyable and it's, yes. it's true. I actually tweeted that this week that I think child's play is like the most consistent of the old school slasher franchises as far as quality goes. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely.
2: Right. Um, yeah. God bless Don Mancini, daddy, Donnie. Um, <laughs> um, and I think that matters is like the, the fact that he shepherded the entire series. And I can't tell you how excited I am for his TV show of Chucky.
1: Oh, Did either can... of you see the trailer? No.
0: It came out
2: months ago. It, th- it was just so a cool. teaser, right? Yeah, but it was like such a good teaser. And then the Chucky font was so great. Um, it's got a great cast. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we've been watching. And what else have I... Oh, and then I've done a lot of like trash watching. like um, Like new trash. Which I've like enjoyed the fuck out of Unhinged because it was so trashy. I loved every second of it. That Russell Crowe movie where he just oh, plays yeah. a vicious psychopath that follows a woman in her car. <laughs> um, and then I watched Becky, which was so fun, which is like have you guys have either of you seen Becky?
0: No, but that's about the girl who fights Nazi Kevin James, isn't it?
2: <laughs> Nazi Kevin James, yeah. Um, he's actually quite terrifying in the movie um wow yeah he's actually very good as a nazi (laughs) no (laughs) and i mean that like in not like like i'm talking not shit about kevin james but he just actually like gave a really scary performance um but it was like a hella fun movie um so i've been doing a lot of those kind of that kind of watching like I, i need i need cotton candy um yeah, and then we. What else have we watched? Have we like a lot of just sitcoms and shit? You know, typical stuff that I always do.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it'll come up every three seconds if you've been watching. You know, Married with Children or something.
2: I have. Yep. Um, and then we've also we've seen a little movie called Freaky like six times.
0: <laughs> I've I've never heard of it. Why don't you tell me about it a little bit?
3: <laughs> where, oh, where can Brennan. I find it
0: online Michael? <laughs> you can find
2: it everywhere. Um yeah. So what about you Nay?
1: Oh my god, I'm trying to remember. I I definitely have I don't know why, but I have gone through all 10 seasons of The Walking Dead twice now. Wow. In the pandemic I don't I don't know. I just like put it on in the background screaming you know comforting me from the other room does it get better you know the first time i tried to watch the show there's like a point where um like a certain person dies and i just didn't want to watch it anymore but then when i came back to it i was able to stick with it but i needed a lot of time to digest that (laughs) one death because it was it was awful it really i hear that from a lot of people that that was a stopping point for them I feel like I know which one you're oh. talking about, but it was after it.
2: I had stopped like mid, midway through season six.
1: Mm, like, okay. I can't yeah.
2: Take this anymore. Yeah. Um, but it, people have said that this last season is like really good.
1: Yeah. I think far it's as so like good. creatively. Yes. So mm. i watched that twice. I watched the handmaid's tale.
2: Grey's
3: Anatomy. I was actually
1: <laughs> watching the handmaid's <laughs> handmaid's tale like around the capital insurrection times. So that was really Ugh. interesting. Um, yes. That also happened since we've all met. <laughs> there was an t- attempted coup. she's <laughs> fucking Christ. Sorry. I just
2: thought of Lauren Bobert's face. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking asshole.
1: I'm going to hate her
2: face. Do you yeah. know her husband like fucking whipped his dick out at a bowling alley to like 15 year old girls? Did she like yeah, saw him do it and like that. did nothing about it? She just stood there and watched. Yeah, now she's in the member she's a member of the House of Representatives, just so you're if you if you weren't aware. <laughs> wow.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, she yeah. fits in. Yeah, <laughs> trash. <bitch>. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we- god, yeah. So
0: You've only picking things that are hideously reflective of the way that yes. history
1: is <laughs> yes i i've noticed that i was like really obsessed with my first round of the walking dead back in like the march april may part of the pandemic because it felt very apocalyptic to me back then uh i didn't have a car at the time i was only leaving the house like every few weeks to go to the grocery store with one of my roommates and it was still back in the time where traffic had actually kind of slowed down mm. in Los Angeles and everything was still very unknown. Like we we were just learning about how COVID spread and like mm. didn't know if it was surface contamination yet. So like, I, you know, you're like leaving once a month and then bringing your groceries home and bleaching them. It felt very, <laughs> it felt really <laughs> like, weird. Yeah. And I feel like I did a lot of emergency prepping in the early stages of the pandemic as You should have seen my
2: fucking cabinet. I had so many canned goods.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They made it sound like
2: there was gonna be like a food shortage and shit. Like Yeah. Nay, I remember you specifically texting me being like, Are we gonna run out of vegetables?
1: Yeah. I was like, is this a silly question? But No, because they made it sound like the farms
2: were all gonna like like fall apart.
1: Yeah. I was like, is there gonna be a disruption in the food? like supply line like i don't know what's going on um so yeah i i was enjoying watching things slightly reflective of current events um like but i also Night. like raising right but i also noticed that anytime i uh, go, start to watch something and it's between like 3 and 5 a.m for me to begin the thing it always has a little bit of moss in it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I don't know what it is, but every time when I'm just like, oh, should I start something? No, crazy bitch. It's three in the morning. But then I do it anyway. And <laughs> yeah, I put in something. Oh, like last night actually I it was three and I was like, oh, I'm gonna just gonna put on Us and have it on in the background. And I how did I forget her fucking performance in that? Specifically so good, the right? the the performance of her tethered twin. More, um,
0: with the lipstick
1: psychotic oh my god but you know what who actually is the scariest tethered twin to me it's actually the the daughter's tether mm. that bitch scares the shit <laughs> out of me like i honest her eyes freak me the fuck out her like the pace of her walk just how she like stares back oh my god it really like scares the shit out of me it's crazy um so yeah Uh. Watching. Stressful, scary things per usual um,
0: it, do, do you find that it kind of exercises how you feel um in any way?
1: Yes, definitely a little bit, but something I realized early on in the pandemic, I felt like um, something about how anxious I've always been and the kind of uh, spiraling I've always done, or the the disastrous. The way that my thoughts always go to disaster, I felt like a little bit prepared for the size of emergency that was happening. I, I felt a little bit validated. I was like, you know what? I have been worried about something like this my whole life. And <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Finally, something actually. And not that I was grateful for the pandemic, of course not. Of course not. Yeah, not. But it was just like. A very useless "I told you so" inside of me to like everything else, which, like I said, useless doesn't matter. But I felt It's it's kind of empowering to watch things where I feel like I would have either made a better decision than the person in the movie, or like I I feel really confident in my problem solving skills, or like I don't know something along those lines. So yeah, I, I feel like it's pretty cathartic. Um yeah yeah
0: yeah no that's great and that that, that's important because you know everybody faces this kind of insurmountable challenge differently
1: right okay if that's not something we're learning right now the the wide variety of ways a human can respond to (laughs) to shit oh my god it's actually exhausting and one of my least favorite things right now just the sheer large amount of options that there are for how a human can behave it is just it's the thing that blows my
2: mind is like i mean maybe we're not handling but how much like just the amount of like the volume of shit tossed at our brains in the last year between the pandemic and fucking murder cops and fucking like people running on like running on grocery stores to get fucking toilet paper and (laughs) the insurrection and the election and like it's just like oh my god i remember one day just like waking up and just being like my brain is full like i can't handle another giant piece of information um but it like i talked to my therapist about that and he's like how do you feel about that i was like i resent it all like i resent most of it like our brains are like wired to deal with all this at once. And then like, nobody's helping us. Like nobody's helping us. Like I was talking about that with like people, like how, I think I was saying that to you guys before the show started, like how, and I just, I tweeted this before the show started, like how like even insurance companies, like companies in the beginning of the pandemic were like, we're here to help like zoom, for instance, we're doing this on zoom. We're going to have to do a second session because we're going to get kicked off after 40 minutes. We're like, (laughs) In the beginning, they're like, unlimited Zoom so you can connect with your family and friends. And then one day, they're just like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, we know this <laughs> shit ain't over, and we know that you're still sitting in your living room, but we're done giving you this. Or like how insurance companies are like, here's 50 bucks off your insurance because we know your car's sitting on Havenhurst Drive for 10 months in a row, and you're not driving it. But one day, they woke up, and they're just like, we want it all, man. <laughs> like, this month, you're paying in full, and like you see businesses like i know friends of mine who work for major corporations they don't get their cell phone bills paid for um they don't get you know what i mean like they don't get like there's just i don't know there's just like people it gets just wild to me how like everything that runs this country just decided like this is what we're doing now and everyone just has to deal with it
0: like um <laughs> Although weirdly I think Zoom was listening because a pop up just showed up on my window that said that. here's a gift from Zoom you you we are getting rid of the 40 minute uh, block for this one call
3: that's so.
2: scary because I saw that alert when I like right after I said that Zoom if you're listening okay. like give it to me free every day <laughs> yeah. give it to Brennan free every day give it to Nay free every day we have loyal listeners and we could kill you. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um,
0: no, but yeah, you're you're right. Weird, it, it,
2: by the way. I'm sorry, I'm like not over that. That pop-up. <laughs> that's literally like now you have unlimited minutes. Like, what the fuck? I want a million re- dollars. Where's the that alert? That reminds
1: <laughs> me actually, I did watch host finally. Oh,
2: what did ah, you think? what'd you think?
1: Um, I mean, I feel like it took me so long because I just wasn't interested in like COVID being part of something I was watching, Mm -hmm. even though I can't stop thinking about COVID while I'm watching things. Like when people are sitting close together or they like walk into a restaurant, I'm thinking about it, but yeah, I, so it took me a while to watch it. It it definitely, like I, I definitely understand why it's scary and how it's scary. And I really, it was very easy for me to keep watching it. Okay. uh, That's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a a mental space that, you know, you can occupy one day and then not the next day. Because, sure. um, like, I mean, the same thing, like, you're applying the, that lens to everything you're watching. Like, I watched um, the Kristen Stewart, Charlie's Angels movie, and she keeps touching her face in that role. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, and I'm I'm now watching season two of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which was recorded or which was filmed during the pandemic. So I'm like eagle eye, like counting how many background extras there are and trying to figure out like how they did it. Like you're never not thinking about it. So when, when the <sighs> property is actually engaging with it directly, it's 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 odd.
2: Well, you know, like it's weird, not weird that you bring that up, but like so I'm, as the whole entire world knows at this point that i'm an avid scream fan and they shot scream during COVID, the new scream so i'm like curious to like it's i don't know i'm curious to see like that movie especially but other stuff mm-hmm. like films that have been shot during this like to see if it affects my viewing of it because like knowing scream was shot during COVID, i hope i'm not like distracted by the <laughs> thought of being like they shot this during COVID. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like, I don't know how to put it verbally, but like, it's wild to me, but I know people that were on that movie and they just like, they like at least scream. And like, I know several of the film people who had movies made during lockdown and like, they were like the safest places in the world to be is what it sounded like to me. Like the amount of testing they did and they would put people in groups and you like couldn't literally associate with other groups. Like you had to like detain yourself from other groups working on the movie. And from what I've heard from people is like, it was like a safe experience, but the only thing they really missed about it was like the absolute like joy you have from like 200 people, like literally being together, making the same thing. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, like Grays is totally in the pandemic. Yeah. And like, I've watched, I watched two shows that are dealing with the pandemic one i can't even watch anymore because it's all about the pandemic and i'm just like this is a sitcom first of all like you're just <laughs> bumming me the hell out and then but Gray's it's for some reason i find it comforting
3: hmm. and
2: like i actually haven't seen a host yet because i've been afraid to see it because of the zoom aspect not because of the scares but like i literally hate zoom so much <laughs> yeah. like right. I've, I've had a hard time like getting myself to watch the movie because I want to give that movie the absolute attention it deserves because I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. Um, but I don't know, Grace, for some reason with the COVID, I'm like, this is like a warm blanket. And I think it's because they said it six months in the past, right? Like it's at the beginning of COVID. So we're watching them learn about things we do know the answers to now. But I think it's mm-hmm. also like, Nay, are you caught up? No. You're not caught up. Well, like, at least once an episode, someone has, like, a giant fucking awesome, pissed-off monologue about the state of America via COVID. And it's just so cathartic to hear, like, Maggie talk about, (laughs) like, how COVID is affecting her community more than Amelia's white girl community. And Mm -hmm. it's just so cathartic to see that on, like, a mainstream television show that's being seen by, like, Fifteen million people, and like, and I'm talking like monologues, not like this is bad. It's like fuck this, and like, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's comforting, but then I watch like other shows and they're dealing with COVID, and like they have a mask on in a scene, and then they take it off, but they don't take it off for any other reason than to just take it off and to talk to people. And I'm like, are we wearing the mask or not? Like, make a decision here. Yeah, like, yeah.
3: <laughs> like, From- yeah.
0: I, I've, I've never watched Superstore, but from the um, promos that I've been seeing, it seems super inconsistent and it does alarm me. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the show I was referencing, but the, the, mine is The Connors. I watch
2: The Connors still. And like they're dealing with the pandemic and they do the same thing. Like, they'll be in a scene where they have their masks on and then they just take them off. And it's like the rem- I don't know if they're like reminding people to wear their masks, but then it's not on the rest of the scene.
1: Just, oh, okay. You know, pe- people be like that though. That's true. Like, why are you taking that <laughs> off? I have seen people take off their mask to sneeze. Yeah, which which is stupid. I'm like, this is exactly why you need the mask, mm-hmm. not to take it off. To they're like, I don't want to have that closed in with me. Yeah, that's the point. I don't want it around me either. Right. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, and
0: look, um. <laughs> one thing I will say that I hope is encouraging to people is that like, um, you know, obviously we see a lot of things on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever, about you know, people not wearing masks properly and people not socially distancing. And of course there is the like really horrible, the restaurants are back open and people are just going and it's, it's really, really disheartening. Um, but I do, um, I work in a retail setting, which let me tell you, it's been weird. I'm sure. Um, But I would say that, you know, although it seems like you're being constantly bombarded with people improperly using their masks or just making really objectively stupid decisions, um, what I've seen in my day-to-day is 96% of the people, like, actually doing things right. And that's good. And following the rules, and this was not the case in May when mm. we reopened, but by this point, people generally know what they're doing, have accepted the responsibility, and the people that aren't doing it well tend to not react poorly when you tell them to do it better. <laughs> um, and that's the that's the experience that I've had. Um, and it... <laughs> I... I'm frequently torn between lots of huge emotions while at work in this environment. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but s- sometimes it's this kind of like overwhelming, like nice feeling of that generally everyone I see around me is taking responsibility for each other. And I do feel connected in that way of like, holy shit, like we're doing this, it's happening. Um, And then sometimes I feel the exact opposite. But um, it's, you know, we're, we're all doing it. We're all trying to (laughs) exist in this world. And I think for the most part, we're accomplishing it. And that, look, there, I walk my dog, and half the
2: time, the people I walk past aren't wearing a mask.
0: Look, outdoors, so, outdoors is fucking wild west. It's a free for all. Like, don't, yeah. don't don't even worry okay. about. Oh, that's it.
2: you're talking about inside. The, I am talking
0: about indoor that's situations. Good. Outdoors, people haven't figured their shit out. I'm not. I'm yeah. never, never feeling that. And um, I had to stop
2: saying stuff to people I see outside not wearing them because the last two times I said something, I might have gone a little cray cray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Granted, the last time was on the day of the coup. I literally Uh. had been watching the coup play out on TV for like three hours, and I walked Scooby, and I saw this couple with their dog. First of all, the dog wasn't leashed, and it started like running after Scooby, which pissed me off to begin with. And then Miss Lady (laughs) not wearing—they had masks, but they were both under their fucking chins. Oh, great! And like, I'm just—I like that makes me more upset than like people not even having one for some reason. Maybe it's because it's two feet away from their freaking mouth.
1: But I said something.
2: The woman actually said, I'm really sorry because, like, the dog was running after my dog. And I was like, Yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm like more annoyed with the fact that your dog isn't unleashed or that neither of you have masks on. That's all I said. And she got Her reply is, Are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, No, bitch, I'm not fucking kidding. And she's like, I'm talking to him. I'm like, Yeah, you could do it through a mask. People are fucking dying because of you. Um, so i went full (laughs) nuts on this woman and i think i just like just like saw too many karens in like a a short amount of time leading up to this woman um but i think her reaction was bullshit
0: yeah because like
2: oh and not wearing a mask like put a mask on
0: for the people who are like like, well i just took my mask off because i'm talking on the phone and it's like you know how you can hear me right now? Right. <laughs> it's because it's not blocking your, the noise. But anyway. also, no one needs to talk on the phone. No one does. Like, we've learned that. that like,
2: nothing needs to happen on the phone. Everything can be an email. So, like, um, I don't know. I just can't stand when someone's like, I'm like, can you put your mask on? I'm like, are you fucking kidding? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> also, like, are you really getting mad at me? <laughs> like, there's a pandemic going on. Anyway, happiness. Yeah.
0: And you know, it, there there are all all types of people out there in the world. And I okay, uh, have either of you seen the movie "Support the Girls"? Is that
2: with Regina Hall? Yes, I hear it's wonderful.
0: Oh yeah, no, it, it it's terrific. I highly recommend it. Um, but it opens on a scene of Regina Hall, who is the manager of this Hooters-style restaurant um, in this movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Just,
0: sitting in her car, crying on her steering wheel. And like, that is me every morning. I'm not like, you know, I'm not gonna gonna lie about it. But there are, um, gen. sometimes the general feeling is that things are kind of happening in a way that people are trying to take care of each other. And that is nice to see. And that's not always the situation as evidenced by, you know, Michael's story. But like a lot of people are doing the work and a lot of people are trying. And I want to say, you know, kudos to all of you, please keep doing it. You know, it's, it's really, really hard. And I, you know, the only way to get through this is together.
1: Okay, you know what Brennan, that, I, I, that is slightly encouraging because I could feel the complete opposite. I think no one is doing anything and that um, everything sucks. And that nothing is going well. And actually that the worst part of all of this is that we have to do it together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel like someone tweeted something like that. Like when people say like we we're in this together, they're like, yeah, bitch, that's why this is so
3: bad. <laughs> it, it It is like
0: both can be true. Yeah. Because there are people who are doing it right. And there are people who are doing it wrong. Like there's the mm-hmm. good the that. I would say that, not an overwhelming majority, but uh, you know, an over fifty percent majority of people are on the right side of doing things. Um, and I wish that the people on the wrong side of doing things there was a much smaller proportion. Um, and I don't know. I'm I, I'm not trying to be posy in any way about this because it's all shitty and terrible. <laughs> um, but I I I don't know. I just want to bring up the the fact that like there are people who are doing it and there are more of them than there are the people who aren't and whether or not that is something you can look on as a good thing is you know completely relative but i'm i'm glad that people are trying in general um because it is true like we're we're, it it, it is a thing we're all in this together but also we're all stuck in this together and my personal safety depends on other people a lot more than i'd rather Uh be the case and i'm i'm glad that more of those people are trying than not (laughs) yeah um anyway well
1: i feel like that is the perfect Segue for us to actually introduce the movie that we <laughs> did watch for this episode. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to read my shady summary for the movie before I see what the movie is. Ooh! Because I feel like the things we were just discussing really kind of um, mirrors my shady summary. And so I'm going to say that this particular film for today, well, hold on, let me see, where did I write this down? Because, you know, no memory. okay here we go uh negligent leadership results in death of essential workers survivor wears mask and kills people that party (laughs) what movie is it wait say it again
2: oh you're saying like can you repeat that though i want to hear it again yeah
1: uh negligent leadership results in death of essential workers survivor wears mask and kills people that party i
3: wish we could
1: it's 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 not the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, it is my bloody Valentine <laughs> 1981.
2: <laughs> you should tweet that from the Queer Wolf account. When when, when, the, when the episode comes out? Or no, like tonight, just as like, it just... Because we've been okay. kind of teasing people about it. Like, For sure. Like we haven't said the episode's going to drop, but...
1: For uh, sure. Although, secret, I did tell Kate... I just, yeah. like, had to sell Kate. Yeah. I told so. my friend
2: Josh, because he, he he actually, <laughs> we were talking, like, two weeks ago, and he said, why don't you do more Queer Wolf? I miss Queer Wolf. And so I texted him oh. when we decided to do the episode.
1: And I actually, okay, I also told um, <laughs> Terry, and, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Terry and Joe, because I was actually, before I text you, Michael, like, oh, I really want to do an episode, I had been talking um, to Terry and Joe, and I can't remember which one of them, but they were like, "Y'all should just drop an episode and not tell anybody." And I was like, "Oh, that's really cute." <laughs> I think, think that's really cute. That. Yeah, that would be really fun because then there's no expectations, and it's my perf- It's like my ideal situation to create in because it's like we do it when we feel like it. We just kind of mm-hmm. went rogue, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. No okay. Yeah. No pressure. So. No pressure. Um, my bloody Valentine. Do either of you two have a shady summary for um, my bloody Valentine?
0: Yeah, I'll go with mine because I'm not that proud of it. So I just want to <laughs> let's shoot it out into the world and get get it out. Um, a romance between Hollis and his walrus mustache is rudely interrupted <laughs> by a gross love triangle and a killer. <laughs> <mind>.
1: <laughs> Hollis. Okay. Yes. That was amazing. Actual. Um.
0: Thank you. <laughs>
2: So I have one and it, mine is it's got all the hallmarks of a Friday the 13th, except it's not American. It's not on Friday the 13th and it doesn't start teenagers. <laughs> it's like, it's like the exact same thing, right? Like it's like, it's wild to watch this movie because like, it's very much, I mean, it, it, really quick, it has a Friday the 13th in the movie. And it's about a quarter of the film takes place on Friday the 13th, by the way. So mm-hmm. objectively it could qualify sure. as a Friday okay. the 13th film. Um, but I actually have it playing right now on my TV as like we're recording this. And it's like, I feel like it's gotta be a rarity in the 80s slasher of the age group that is actually mm-hmm. in the film. Cause how old do you think these characters are supposed to be like in their mid twenties, right? Or yeah, do you really think they're supposed to be just out of the high school? And it's like a yeah. coal mining town, so everyone literally graduates and goes and works at the mine? Or, do you, But they all look like they're about 35, but then again, it was the we're
1: 80s. Also, yeah, I, you know, that's yeah. a really good question, because as soon as <laughs> there's talk of, like, having a dance, I'm like, oh, these people are in high school. <laughs> and I also, like, that's because a of, it's a coal mining town, I'm like, well, okay, maybe some people in high school were working at the mine, not going high you know all these That's possibilities, true, but you're right they look so much older but i just can't i have no idea
2: well one of the characters <laughs> is it is it um are their names the same as in the remake tom and axel is it tom and axel and Sarah? Uh, TJ. Right. TJ.
0: tj tj was gone for a few years right he, he he went to the west coast to try to make it as a um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Also, which <laughs> did west you
2: Coast? see Lou Dobbs trying to say that city in Mexico?
3: Yes, that was you going I loved
2: it. it was like, <laughs> city in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that. Race, out. racist piece of shit. um Anyway, but, go ahead, Brennan.
0: But yeah, it, it's unclear what West Coast TJ went to or why. It's like, did he go to Vancouver? <laughs> did he go to LA? Did he go to the the west of France? Who knows? Some Nobody, I told myself it was
2: Port, like in Oregon. I don't know why. <laughs> um
0: he started a, a tiny coffee company <laughs>
2: <laughs> he started a dot com um but i i've always assumed they're supposed to be in their 20s which is
1: yeah that a, makes sense though.
2: Well either way it, they're not yeah. in school
1: yeah
2: um or doing like a teenage thing like at camp or anything like that so i think it's a pretty rare right don't you think in the 80s kind of a rare package of people in one of these films although i guess like halloween 2 is all adults, but like you still have your main character as a high school student um i don't know i really like this movie oh yeah it's really fun
0: um well okay well when's when around the table when's the first time you watched this movie like how how long has this movie been in your life
1: oh i only watched it uh, a couple years ago um, um i what about you b
0: um oh god. Uh it was one of the earlier slashers that I watched, so probably like probably like a decade ago at this point.
2: Okay. I think for me it was like probably in college because I I remember like Scream was my gateway, and then I know I definitely like the first thing I did was consume Halloween Nightmare and Friday, those series mm. and Leatherface. But I feel like I remember after I because I watched them all in a row, like I'd like I'd watch Halloween, I'd watch the whole Halloween series in a row. And when I did Friday the Thirteenth, I remember really loving those and trying to find any Paramount slasher film I could get my hands on. So I think this was one of the first after the the the, the three or four main franchises. Uh, so I'd say about twenty years.
0: Yeah. So um well, okay, so Nay, you've seen it most recently. Um, yes. How did it? Like, watching it, like, in in the modern times that we live in, like, how did it treat you the first time, and did that change at all?
1: Uh, No, I, I really liked it because it always reminds me of this old boss I had when I used to work at Sunglass Hut in the mall, because she was from a nearby town that had a mine and her husband worked in the mine, but she also had two boyfriends who were brothers, but the brothers didn't know that she was dating um, both of them. And so it just like brought back some hilarious memory. I feel like I always felt like, I don't know. I could just imagine her living there. (laughs) I don't know. I it just it, it it's always felt good to watch. I feel like the, I've probably only seen it, I guess, now like four or five times. Mm-hmm. Uh no, not even five. I would say three or four, but um yeah, I liked it the first time I watched it and I definitely uh wished I had seen it much earlier.
2: It definitely has that um like I'm looking at it right now. I'm actually it's at the climax. It's just playing silently above me. And like, they, I just happen to look, There's like the sheriff and like the mayor and the kids and all this stuff. And it's like really authentic. Yeah. Like like it feels like a small town. The characters feel like they actually live there. Like it's, it's no one mocking small towns either. If that makes sense. Like I feel like mm -hmm. what, uh, that poor woman that dies in the laundry. Um, What is her name?
1: Mabel. Mabel.
2: (laughs) The best way I could describe it is like, I don't get this a lot in modern films, I think. And I don't know if it's because like, this is, you know, this was made when I was like one. So essentially before I was born, but I find a lot of these older films, I describe it as like, it feels like these people didn't know they were making a movie.
3: <laughs> and I mean that
2: in like a very complimentary way. Like they feel real. They feel more real to me than modern films in a way. And maybe it's just because I know the process and everything's a spectacle. And you can see the, you know, there's, there's not a Thanos in life, but um, <laughs> But I get the, I love the authenticity of this movie. Is where like these people feel like small town folks, and it's, but it's not people making fun of what small town folks may look and sound like.
0: Yeah, and the, you know th- that's the that's the striking thing about this movie is that um, it's the verisimilitude of like they actually filmed in a mining town, literally in a mine. Yeah. Um, the the reason that the the mine shots are so moodily lit is because they couldn't have brighter lights because they might cause explosions. Oh my God. <laughs> um, what a dangerous so, shoot. Yeah, it's it, it's the magic of that real location, and it 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 allows for a lot of things that might seem cliche or silly in other movies too, like the idea that you know um this valentine's dance is such a big deal it's like well of course it would be you're in a town called valentine bluff so it's kind of like your your cutesy little town thing and also there's nothing else going on of course (laughs) like it makes sense why this would be such an important thing that you would you know ditch your minor buddies to to a a cave-in
3: um (laughs) to go to this dance
2: (laughs) they're running through the mine right now and like Brennan, as soon as you said that, I was like, holy shit, that's, like, an amazing shot. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was literally of them walking backwards, the killers chasing them. We see his back, and we see them walking backwards. And you see all the way down this tunnel. I looked up, Trace, right when you said that. And, like, you can't buy that. You can't buy that look at all. Like, if you shoot that on a set, it's not the same. You know, like, um, even, like, I hate to bring up freaky here and there, because... <laughs> i mean i don't but like even when we were shooting that like we used chris used practical locations i'd say 90 percent of the shoot like that house in the opening scene is actually a mansion that we shot in the high school is high school and it totally makes a difference like it just adds a layer of like like yeah like i said authenticity and realness and it brings you immediately into the mood of where you're at and i'm watching this now and like Now I'm thinking, like, how did none of these people actually die? Because, like, a bunch of (laughs) shit just fell on top of them. And I'm like, that can't have been, like, (laughs) safe. I'm not clear on how they made that happen. (laughs) Like, we had a day where we got shut down shooting Freaky because the wind was too high. Um, And we were shooting outside, and the wind, if it gets past a certain mile per hour, you can't, like, you legally can't shoot. Um, And we were using these (laughs) giant, lights and it just was unsafe to shoot with the wind because the lights could fall and break and explode and all that stuff and i'm just thinking to myself there's no fucking way you could shoot that movie this right now (laughs) never let you go into a mine (laughs) oh no way (laughs) although the remake shot in a real mine too but it was an old mine that was no longer working as I know this because I had a friend that worked at Lionsgate at the time, and he explained how they, they were able to shoot in a real mine. Um, so, like, there was no chances for gas or anything like that. But Ugh. they did shoot They did shoot that in a real mine, too. And again, it makes a difference, because I watched that today as well. Um, Jensen Eccles is hot. Um, <laughs> 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 but, so, like, let's talk, like, what do you think of this movie? Like, is it just Friday the 13th in a different setting? <laughs> well, <laughs> and is that a bad thing?
3: Well, you Because right? like,
2: exp- explain to me what you think the movie is. I'd love to hear like what your, because I feel like it stands out compared to the rest of the other 80s slashers outside of the big ones, right? Like, I feel like it's one of the ones that's more, more well received. Um, I personally think it's one of the most technically well done of the non-franchise slasher movies of the 80s. I think it's pretty well acted. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like, I I personally think it's just a Friday the 13th movie, but on Valentine's Day in a coal mining town, but it works. It all works for me. It's like one of those movies, like The Conjuring is a good example of a modern movie where I feel like James Wan wasn't reinventing the wheel. He just did the classic Mm. haunted house movie so fucking well. And I think that's what this movie does. It just does the slasher really well.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's it's unfair to criticize a slasher movie for being on formula, um, like that. Especially that, yeah. Especially then. yeah. Eighty one, like it had really just started kind of coming into fruition of like it, what that even was.
2: And I'll do you one better and say that it helped create the formula. Yeah. Right. Because um, maybe what had been out by then, maybe maybe well, two Friday the Thirteenth, um, one Halloween, and one Prom Night, roughly. Um, so, and obviously, terror train.
0: yeah, I mean, 1980 was, okay, not to, not to get, I, I won't get all into the annoying slasher history of it, because I've literally watched these movies in order. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've, you've got Prom Night, Terror Train, New Year's Evil, like, you've gotten a lot of the, like, basic structure of weird, like, movies in 1980, were kind of still copying Halloween. They were, they were still, still classy I go for no reason i can understand
2: and they still have like a i can't think of a better term but like a classy quality to them where, yeah, an, an
0: attempt at classy
2: <laughs> yeah like there was still decent performances and there was budgets and there was a want to be scary as opposed to just schlocking together a film
0: yeah um But yeah, I think by by 81, like the model was definitely like, yeah, Friday the 13th, like that, that movie was such a massive success where they're like, okay, we can really pare this down, have this stripped down, like central idea. And as long as we have good kills or good gore, um, we can get away with it. Um, But the thing about Canadian slasher movies is that most of the time the Canadian filmmakers were like, yeah, but what if we did it good though? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right um, <laughs> so
2: true like what if we did that but like well because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's exactly what my bloody valentine is
3: oh absolutely um, you know okay. happy
2: birthday to me is another one that i think is like just really well done yeah such a blast
0: again canada they yep. really know what they're doing except for mm. lynch who made prom night and humongous which are two of the worst canadians well, can we
2: talk about that really quick sure. prom night yeah
1: course
0: do we think
2: because i'm a huge person i'm a huge person i've said this several times that (laughs) i've said this several times that harry warden deserved like six films like i think there should be seven my bloody valentine's and not just one Mm -hmm. and and, i mean i know financially it performed less than paramount was hoping off, off of friday the 13th part one and two but is it well known? Like, do you think it's got a huge following, or is it a cult following? And do you th- like, because people talk about prom night? And I personally think that's only because Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Like, I definitely think My Bloody Valentine's a better movie, um, but I feel like it isn't remembered as by as many people as it should be.
0: I would say w- the way I try to gauge these things is what movies I heard of in high school, like before I was starting to read about horror movies and learn about all the history. And my bloody valentine I definitely knew existed. I mean there's there's a whole band named after it. Like it, it's yeah, that's it, so it's funny. In the consciousness somewhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what do you think my bloody valentine's IMDB score is? Because I'm looking at
1: it right now. <laughs> what is it?
2: Do you want to venture a guess?
1: No, I want you to tell me. <laughs> It's a
2: 6.3, which is really good. For a, slasher, for a slasher, definitely. For a slasher movie, it's really good. Terror Train's got a 5.9.
0: Yeah, that's probably about right.
2: That's about right. Um, let's see what The Fog has. I'm like, now I'm obsessed with this. 6.8. Uh, let's see what cool. the remake has. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with this. 5.4. It seems low
0: for the remake. Anyway. Um, yeah, what, what you said about that it deserved a franchise like i definitely think yeah the kind of like minor pickaxe killer that setting definitely deserves more exploration um i think i mean th- this movie does not set itself up particularly well for a sequel following the twists um that harry warden is not the killer and that it's rather the right. dorky love triangle axle guy mm-hmm. um but friday the 13th survived as a huge franchise just despite jason literally being dead from frame one of the movie so um they could have made it work
2: yeah they could have definitely made it work um, they could
0: have been oh never mind harry warden's here there you go here's ATI.: yeah,
2: right. here's the ghost of harry warden um uh,
0: all, all, team, all, always know we did last summer style
1: team axel or team tj
2: Oh, ugh. why would you ugh. ask? <laughs> um, That's a hard question. I mean... Can I be neither? <laughs>
1: okay, Ma- Mary, Barry, fuck, Axel, T.J., Harry Warden.
2: My God, I've never heard of it, Mary, Barry, fuck. Um, I love that. <laughs> I always heard fuck, Mary kill. Um, okay, say it again, Mary, Barry, fuck?
1: Mar- yeah, Mary, Barry, fuck, Axel, T.J., Harry Warden. Okay,
2: and marry TJ. I'd fuck Uh, Harry Ward. I'd fuck Harry Warden. Yes. And I'd marry Axel. Yes. I I 100% agree. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh, I'm really conflicted because I hate TJ. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, of course. Um, But (laughs) he's got the soft butch vibes that I want. Um, So I think I'd fuck TJ and his increasingly plunging necklines on all of his shirts. That's hot. Um yes. I think marry Harry Warden because he's good at planning, he's got a lot of follow through. We all agree you marry Harry.
1: Yeah, so
0: you're,
3: I think you're so. Banging yeah, I mean,
0: Harry's it? the okay.
1: hottest in the movie.
0: And you know, he he's a survivor.
3: <laughs> he's yeah. a survivor. He, <laughs> he does what he needs to, to
0: do. Um <laughs> and I guess that means kill Axel, although I guess like on the on the team's aspect if I had to pick, I'd say I'm team Axel because TJ is, Wow. well, TJ's really, he just barges right on in, And he's like, yeah, I ditched this girl, Sarah, to move to the West coast of wherever. And I came back. So I deserve to have her and take her from you. And first of all, it's not how relationships work. You can't decide who someone is going to be with.
2: That's why they righted the ship with Tom in the remake. He, I, I, he wasn't really trying to get Sarah back. Which is good. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And I, I do appreciate that this movie, it, it does hint at a TJ Sarah kind of romantic pairing at the end, but it doesn't fully commit to it. And I'm really mm. grateful for that. Yeah. Um, because TJ really is possessive and presumptuous in the part where um, he's like, it, it's trying to be playful where he takes her out to that beautiful like cape. That, like, isn't that gorgeous? It's, gorgeous? it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> the part where she's like i don't want to get in the car aren't you going to tell me where we're going and he like shoves her in and like that's
2: yeah not, yeah that's not no.
3: cute yeah they yeah, spent like 45 minutes ass. Yeah. yeah
2: they spent 45 <laughs> minutes tossing her ass tossing her ass around like she's raggedy yeah. it's just like that's the one big thing i took away from it because i watched it last valentine's day i watch it every valentine's day mm-hmm. and i know i feel like that was the first movie we did I do a Friday night movie club every Friday with a group, a small group of friends and we text, everyone does it from home and we all text throughout the movie. And I feel like that was one of the first ones we did. And it was the first time I remember really paying attention to that or noticing that just because I probably hadn't seen it in a long time. Um, I remember being like, God, they're both treating her like shit. Like team Sarah solo. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes. you know, run away yes. with your friend in the red dress. There's leslie vibes there. Yes. Right? Right, yes. and she's cute.
1: Yes. What so, is her
2: so name? Um,
1: I forget. Hollis's girl.
2: I always get Ooh. bummed out when she dies.
1: That yeah, oh, that yes.
0: Mm. Yeah, her and Hollis are very, very pure and sweet. Mm. Um, um,
1: I have a note here that I must have written down at some point watching this, and all it says is. Mining dirt needs to chill. And that's because sometimes, <laughs> you know, I glance at some of these miners and I'm like uh, constantly reminding myself it's not blackface. I'm like, these <laughs> <actors> <laughs> are <laughs> not, they're not in blackface. This is yeah, so I was like, mining dirt needs to chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like little overzealous toe, makeup person. <laughs> yes, toe the fucking line, <laughs> be, be, that- be careful.
2: How about like when they're showering and like they're all showering under like raindrops? Yes. <laughs> and then they all like rush out to go to the bar and then they're all squeaky clean. I'm like, you yes. all ran out of that shower disgustingly dirty still. <laughs> Cause like cool. you said. Girlfriend with the charcoal needed a fucking.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, like,
1: like, Can <laughs> you like even if that is realistic? I really need you to bump the brakes. Right. This. <laughs> like maybe err on
2: the side of caution here.
1: Right.
3: Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like we we, oh
2: we get it that they work get in it. the mine. <laughs> yeah, like the minor hel- the minor helmet's good enough. <laughs> yeah, that,
3: that, that'll do it.
1: Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Um, uh i have a question okay. for both of you uh if you have a memory uh, what was your worst valentine's day as a kid like what was a memory of a horrible valentine's day I, I, know. I don't know if you have one i can remember like uh people paying like 25 or 50 cents to send candy grams to people and someone would like come in your class and like interrupt the teacher and be like okay yeah 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 yeah, exactly like here's six candy grams oh my god you're so popular and um every year just being like oh my god this is gonna be so embarrassing because i'm gonna get like one which is more embarrassing than zero because then they're like announcing it and coming in and giving it to you um but we always had like a valentine's day banquet because we weren't allowed to have a prom obviously dancing is a sin (laughs) um so uh, all of this planning would go into seriously someone's mom making a bunch of fucking frozen lasagnas and serving it (laughs) in some room where the people that liked each other would sit by each other and everyone else would be jealous that there were people who liked other people um but I remember feeling just like hating it every year because it would bring attention to people who had crushes on each other, and I, I like I was just never in that group of people, and so I didn't really like it till I was an adult and I <clears throat> could either like actually celebrate with people romantically or also acknowledge the importance of the love in friendship. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't I have like work. a specific childhood traumatizing valentine's day story i don't have a traumatizing one but i definitely
2: when i was in college i had a girlfriend and we dated for like a few months and valentine's day was during the middle of it and i remember like specifically like being out to dinner and i think we went to like fucking Chi's or something um just kind of sitting there and just having a moment of like what am i doing like,
3: <laughs> like having an
2: uh, like one of my very first honest moments with myself, just like looking at this girl and being like, "You don't like this person. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like you like her enough. Like as like a human being, but like you don't. You're not sexually attracted to this person." And just getting really sad is like being like, "Here I am, like doing this thing that I think I. You know what I mean? Like doing this, pretending to do this thing that." Yeah to like stay hidden and like just kind of being bummed out about it. I remember that experience pretty vividly. It was one of the first times I was very self-aware of all of that comes with being gay and closeted of fully knowing and fully hating Mm
3: -hmm. like
2: the situation I was like allowing myself to be in, but also like feeling forced to be in, you know what I mean? In a way like, um, And, like, resenting her. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah,
2: just being like, don't, can't you, don't you know? Like, why are you on a date with me? I'm (laughs) gay. Like, um, (laughs) but that's one of the first Valentine's days. I don't remember much as a kid because I feel like it was, like, not so drastic of, like, candy canes and shit, but I remember, like, trading Valentine's cards that you'd have to, like, draw, and, like, you'd trade them with each other at school and shit, and, like, it's so stupid like, <laughs> doing that with like second graders. Why the fuck are they exchanging valentines? Like it's so weird, right? Like why are adults so weird? Yeah, like, And the like, to- perpetuating heteronormativity on like six-year-olds. Like <laughs> go tell Cindy you love her, but don't you have sex with anyone until you're 50? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> so weird. Go ahead, B.
0: Oh well, I was gonna say my my elementary school we did do a like Valentine pass out thing, but it was to to avoid the candy gram problem, we were forced to give Valentines to every single other member of our class. I feel like we had to do so, that. So yeah, we just, we just have a like a bag full of like Snoopy Valentines at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> but my 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 terrible straight Valentine's Day um, was in junior high. Um, I had been dating a girl for all of five days, which was pretty long for junior high right
1: right Um, big time
0: and a friend of ours uh locked us out of the drama room until we kissed which is basically how romance happened in junior high (laughs) right um and so i was like all right um because i was like kind of excited because i was like i don't think i'd ever even attempted to kiss anyone before so i was like all right let's try this let's see what's up um and i closed my eyes and i just completely missed her mouth Um, I don't know where I made contact. I was too nervous and my eyes were too closed, but I'm very clear that it was not the proper um application of my mouth.
3: Um
0: and then the next day she broke up with me. Um literally in in a in a doorway. Like it was also the the drama room. It was also the door of the drama room. She was like she had two friends flanking her, um, like, as backup. Um, and she was like, we can't be together anymore. And I was like, fine. And I just closed the door in her face. Um, which was a very satisfying, <laughs> dramatic moment.
3: Uh.
1: Wow. Okay, that was amazing. Oh my god, that was good. Thank you, Brennan. <laughs> That's hilarious. <sighs> okay well um, i
0: what oh no no no, sorry you you go
1: no i was literally gonna say that i do have one more question for both of you but it is not related to the movie it's just something that came up the other day and i was like oh i'd like to ask both of these people this question okay um okay so (laughs) this actually started because Michael texted me something about wanting to push Nancy Reagan down the stairs. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> and and I, I know like, what <laughs> did
2: I say? How satisfying how satisfying <laughs> would it have been to push that woman down the stairs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it had me thinking, I'd really like to know from both of you that the top three people you would push down the stairs and what kind of stairs it's optional what kind of stairs but if you have an idea about what kind of stairs
2: and the stairs are part of it too because i said (laughs) (laughs) i not only told nay i wanted to how satisfying it would have been but nay said something about a certain type of stairs and i was like no those steps from annie And then I sent her a picture of Annie and Daddy Warbucks walking down his marble staircase. And it's fucking huge. It's so big. Oh, okay. So Nancy and Ronald are number one for me, and they going down Daddy Warbucks staircase. And they're bouncing off each other. So they're going up and down. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Um, so those, those count as one because evil's, evil only counts as one. They're both
1: <laughs> Okay, well, uh, Ronald Reagan is also one of mine. Uh, so we have crossover. Let me see. Oh, I can True. give mine while you think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ronald Reagan, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely want to push him down several flights of stairs. I would like the stairs to be at his library in Simi Valley. Um, <laughs> I don't ask me why, but I took my mom there one time when she was visiting me because she really wanted to go there. It was absolutely horrible. It's the worst place I've ever been in my life. I literally felt like I was going to burst into flames upon entry, it was disgusting. And I don't actually remember any staircase in particular, but that library, it was such a disgusting display. And, and of, of lots of lies as well, obviously, because they're not going to be like this section of the library is dedicated to when he uh, dumped a bunch of crock into the hood. No, that's not. There's not. That's not there. Mm. But um, yeah, so staircase there would be great. Second person, obviously Donald Trump. I'm not going to not push Donald Trump down a flight of stairs. And I would specifically like him to be the Air Force One steps. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I think that would be just excellent third person not a real person but someone we all have discussed judy in sleepaway camp like oh, definitely good one. definitely want to push that bitch down some stairs and i would like them to be like a wiry spiral staircase kind of stairs she would be fun to like whip around by that pony by the second ponytail. Ha, 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 Chuck her okay. ass down the stairs, you know what I
2: mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm really laughs> located on the side of her head. Right. And uh, be yeah. like, and that's and that's her Angela bitch. And, <laughs> and throw her down the stairs. Yeah.
0: Those are
2: good. I think my second <sighs> yeah. would be another couple. I'm cheating with couples, but Ivanka <laughs> and Jared. um, <laughs> uh, uh, just because like they used to be Democrats, first of all. Like they weren't crazy. I mean, they probably were always racist and homophobic, but they weren't like, I don't know. They were like, whatever, they suck. <laughs> I think they're the worst. I think they're both the worst. I hate nothing more than somebody who's arrogant and also stupid. And they like, <laughs> like I can handle arrogant. I can handle stupid. But when you put them together, it like it's like, it's something I just, I can't handle because it's just like, the worst combination in people because um, they're too stupid to know how arrogant they are and they're too arrogant to know how fucking stupid they are. Um, yeah. Jared Kushner couldn't fucking find his way out of a wet paper bag. That's how fucking horrible he is.
3: <laughs> um,
2: so I'd like to push them down like a really long escalator <laughs> um, but a broken one. <laughs> oh my god. 'Cause it's really thin, you know what I mean? And like they would just it be like a fucking bowling alley with the bumpers up. Uh, <laughs> and then my last is a group of people. Okay. Because I okay. can't pick just one, but I would love to throw down grifting liberals. Like neolibs, like centrists. I can't stand like centrists more than anything. It's like mm-hmm. like if you're not like a far left socialist at this point i'm just like kind of done with you and i can't handle like the chelsea handlers and the Alyssa milanos and all the like the defiant dad brooklyn defiant dad on twitter and like those fucking people that reply to every fucking thing that happens in america like thinking they're great because they like did a clap back to kellyanne conway first of all well, kellyanne conway doesn't give a shit Second of all, she doesn't give a shit how history is going to look at her. That's the other thing I can't handle is people are like, history is going to look bad on you. It's like, they don't give a shit what you think now. You think they're going to care what a textbook says in like 50 years? Uh, so like Neolips, I want to push them all down a flight of stairs because I think they all are just so lame. Like Chelsea Handler tweeted during the show, yeah. <laughs> Um. I've become attracted to Liz Cheney. Morals are sexy. First of all, like, not voting to throw away an entire election isn't morality. It's, like, literally, like, common <laughs> fucking sense, first of all. It's her job. Second of all, the bitch is, like, against marriage equality. It's, like, good to know where your head's at, Chelsea Handler. Like, yeah. like that kind of shit. So the, all those people, down a flight of stairs. Um, <laughs> and... I don't know why I think this would be fun, but like a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like a slanted ladder? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> evocative.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, what about you, Brennan? <laughs> well, I mean, you took the good ones, basically. Um can, I mean obviously there's the over. the really obvious, like your Reagans, your Trumps, your pences, like all the all the shit birds that are you know, just doing their thing. Um, a historical figure, um, my least liked historical figure in all of history. I mean, this is a personal thing, obviously, because it's, you know, Hitler was worse. Like, you know, there are worse people, like, literally. But my personal, like, lear- when I learned about this person in history, really, like, made my gut clench as Phyllis Schlafly, um, who there was recently a, uh, um, FX series about her, which boiled my blood that it was ever conceived and exists. Um, but she's she's the woman who base, who brought down the equal rights amendment, mm. um, which just really it grinds my gears. Um, <laughs> but there's someone there is a, there's another person on my list who I really don't want to say on the air, but I'm going to text both of you right now. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. It's like, if, if you want to know who I said, well, you know, maybe we'll create a Patreon at some point and you can pay for the privilege, but. Um,
1: oh, I uh, love this text.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good, that's a good one.
0: Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, you, yeah don't
2: wanna, it, you don't want to say that on the air.
0: Yeah, probably not. It, it no. probably is, is uh, there's some legal hot water there, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, of talking I'm about with, I'm with you. people who aren't like politicians. <laughs> yeah um but okay where's so, Nega? i think she was uh,
1: i had to next okay, my check oh that's my right text messages <laughs> and then i got distracted and forgot that we were recording hello
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay but okay about my bloody valentine i think it is a a little bit of a gross thing to apply any sort of like queer lens to axel and tj because they're both pretty horrible human beings but you know gay white men can be pretty horrible too um so maybe it is fair um i i don't get super gay vibes from them in this movie except for the harmonica solo of homoerotic triangulation um (laughs) where they're both fighting over sarah by playing harmonica super hard at each other which is that, that feels like a prelude to fucking, but nothing else in the movie really read as queer to me in any way.
2: The only thing that reads queer to me outside of that is actually Sarah and her friend. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, like there's actually that whole um, chase, that whole sequence where the two of them are running in the mine, trying to find their way out and from the killer and hiding and all that stuff and there's something queer to me about the idea that Sarah is the final girl for lack of a better term but also in that in that scene is kind of like what the 80s would do with the boyfriend character in the sense that she was like running her by the hand and like almost like treating the other girl like she was the damsel in distress so that usually see in these movies but her partner in crime in those moments was another woman and to me that just reads queer because it was like a number being an, a pretty early example too of like the main character being strong throughout the film instead of just the last like three minutes you know um which just reads as queer to me when that those kind of decisions are made in these films because to me it's like you know i mean it was 1980 so chances i mean we know it was a straight white guy that totally wrote this movie oh yeah but it, it had a bit of different like different Bit of a like a different lens to it than most of the movies of its time. Um, so I'm going to give that a queer read just because okay. um, that's what I don't know. It just read a little queer to me, and it was just like, oh, this is such a different moment, and that's what a queer writer or a female writer would do. Um,
1: What about when is it the sheriff in the beginning that he's like, "I'm gonna turn you two boys upside down"? Oh yeah, that's gay. Wait, <laughs> like, what does that mean? That yeah, gay.
2: That's gay. <laughs> well, it seems like there's like a lot of the like senior characters, for, like the sheriff, the mayor, Miss Ma- Mabel. Like they're all kind of confirmed single people, right? <laughs> like, are all the town Mabel, elders homosexuals? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, Madam Mabel in her laundry mat.
2: <laughs> just imagine For her in sure. all my, my leather under her, like just she's wearing leather gear under that like smock.
1: She's got a dungeon <laughs> under the laundry mat. <laughs> 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 uh, but are they?
2: Are they're all single? Like the?
1: No, I think one of them's married because doesn't he say like, "Yeah, I'm gonna eat this box of chocolate because the missus has me on a diet or something." Oh, I don't right. know. I don't know. Yeah,
0: his missus who lives in Canada. I mean, literally,
2: mm, Right. <laughs> who lives in the US?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, oh, I have a question. Uh, have, oh, sorry. Yes. Um, <clears throat> have either of you seen the extended gore footage from no. this movie? No, I have not. Um, ooh, you're you're missing out. Okay, so this is available on the,
2: the I just bought the fortieth anniversary Blu-ray. I wonder if it's on there.
0: I don't know. Um but it, it's available on the it's literally called the special edition. There's a DVD and a Blu-ray of it. Um okay. and it is there's also the the extended footage is in like a clip package on YouTube if you just look up you know. Oh, okay. That. But look, I like my my bloody valentine. Like I like my dates uncut Canadian. <laughs> um so
1: Oh my god.
0: Dolby. <laughs> <laughs> j- you know, it, it was perfect for a joke. I'm I'm open to everyone. You know, like that's. Mm-hmm. Um, but Got you. Um, I do think that that extended gore footage improves the movie by at least half a star for me. It's really really gross. It's really really nice. good. It's very visceral and intense. Like, um, oh, I
1: love that. So that's the. Funny
0: the the kind of crazy Ralph character, the bartender who tells the Harry Warden story yes. when when he dies. Um,
1: I love the yes.
2: I love the, those kind of scenes in these movies.
0: Oh yeah, the the harbinger. Give us like the yeah, just give us the download and like.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Two minutes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but. Uh, when he dies, you see his eyeball like on the end of the pickaxe as it's sticking out of his face. Oh, awesome! It's, it's great shit. You need you need to see okay, the extended I that. footage. So okay. I'm
2: looking at the Blu-ray specs that because it is a brand new um, release. And is it Shout Factory? The cover is like. I think I think they did it. Look how beautiful that cover is! Ooh. Wow. It's backwards, but um, um this comes out on Tuesday, the same day as Freaky is available on Blu-ray, and <laughs> it has a section called Holes in the Heart to look at the difference between the theatrical version and the uncut, uncut version, so I think I'm going to get a little doc.
0: Okay, cool. A
2: little yeah, documentary do. to view it. Yeah, and Nay, you have a Blu-ray player, you can borrow it.
1: <laughs> yes, I will do. Um, I will do.
2: Nay finally has a Blu-ray player and was, like, showing me. The- <laughs> A stack of Blu-rays <laughs> that she hasn't been the watch. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so
1: excited too.
2: Um, I think like Scooby's literally slept next to me through this whole thing.
1: This was fun.
2: She's such a bubba.
1: This was fun. My my um, AirPods are hurting my ears though. Okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> we can, it have been in too long. We can
0: wrap up. Um, well, you know, does this movie deserve a Pride float? What, and if so, what would it look like? um i mean i would just say no i mean but like no. it doesn't
1: but if we were gonna like uh, throw a hot party for valentine's day in a non-pandemic world
2: <clears throat> a gay gay party online? it would be
1: fine if there was like a big you know fucking kettle full of hot dogs and Ooh, a human heart oh,
2: yeah you could also like literally have a gay party in a mine shaft without resorting to like the
0: laid bar name. <laughs> and um there's also I mean the 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 unnamed blonde woman at the beginning um we yes. can all get God. little like temporary tattoos of that heart tattoo she has on one of her boobs. Yes. Is it
2: bad that I think that that, that scene and that kill are like sexy. No,
3: oh, the way no, the way
0: I... she fondles his nozzle.
2: Yes. And like even the way the her tattoo like bulges yes. out without being pierced is like amazing
1: it's amazing and i think gas mask sex is inspired for right now oh yes. yeah, yeah yeah i where do we get them you
2: know <laughs> um but i also think like we could give yeah I'm, I'm a firm believer not maybe not a parade but i love the idea of like taking ownership in anything anymore so like if we like it then we
1: can make it good yeah we'll throw a party we'll give yeah. it a party yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it's a, it is camp in a way yeah. so like that would definitely yeah. play it like if not give it a party it would definitely be playing at a party at pride on the tvs in the room um plus that harry yeah. warden song at the end is gay
0: the ballad
3: harry harry warden, warden. <laughs> oh my
1: god the song it's just his name <laughs> It's I feel so like Harry good. Warden would like you could find seven or eight Harry Wardens at precinct night in. Precinct. <laughs> oh yeah, it
2: seems like a John. It seems like a John Waters character name, <laughs> which in and it of itself just makes it super queer. Um, but this was so much fun. It was fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks to everybody, all the all the listeners for you know holding out and again we're not we're not we're not like coming back weekly but we're we're gonna try to to do it when we can and when when it feels right and
1: yeah
0: um, yeah i hope maybe, you're maybe all we'll doing we'll, all well out
2: there maybe we'll f- do just holiday things
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> makes, it right. easy,
2: makes it easy to pick a movie
1: right uh,
0: um, um and where, where can everybody find everybody out on the internet and is there any wow. any specific stuff you've been that you want to point people to that they might not have heard of in the last six months that we weren't on the air?
2: <laughs> um, well, I'm on Twitter at Michael Ken Ken. I'm on Instagram at Michael TJ Kennedy. That account is basically my dog.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> and then um, Freaky is on digital and Blu-ray. Please watch. And then I am very excited. Can't formally announce, but my next movie starts shooting April. Ooh. And it's another slasher movie.
1: Boop, boop so it's amazing yep uh you can find me on instagram and twitter at black cupcake b-l-a-k-k cupcake um and i can't really say anything yet but i think i have cool stuff coming up
0: cool yeah love cool
1: stuff <laughs> I, I, I like say that every time i'm recording something um so i'm just gonna keep saying it so you're getting really close <laughs> on the one thing yeah it's true yeah it's true yeah
0: um, and you can find me on Twitter at it's raining brands. You can find me on Instagram at the burning Clem. Um, I also, I do have a monthly horror podcast going on over on alternateending.com. Oh, it cool. is It um, is, it is on their Patreon, but our first episode, which is on the Rocky horror picture show that is free and available for everyone. And I am going to be doing probably biweekly shows for them about any genre, like starting in this month, theoretically, oh, cool. Um, so take a look at that. I, I do that show with a uh, uh, Wisconsin-based film critic, Tim Brayton, who is like my film reviewing role model, idol person. It's been very exciting to do that. That's great.
1: Cool. Um, All right. Yeah. Okay. We, we, bye. It. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <we did it. laughs>